Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and, yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere. We're going to have a great show today. I have Kaz Riley on today, and we're going to be talking about sex. And luckily for me, I have my cohort and SP trainer with me, Greg Beckett, and he's going to be my sidekick, even though Martin's sort of hovering in the background here. (laughs) But before we start, because this show is going to run right to the end, and I'm afraid I'm not going to get this in. So I'm just going to say it first, and then we're going to start the show. I, I've been asked quite a bit about mentoring, so um, we've put together, it's not quite le- totally together yet, a mentoring program for people who are interested in being hypnotists but don't know where to take it and where to go. So gonna, we will mentor people through that and we'll, get in, you know, we'll put out more information about that. And also, of course, for the SP students who want to get from being just an SP student to uh, getting very, very adept at it. So, anything you want to add to that, Martin? Your two minutes that you, this little seconds we want to take. Being told to linger. Well, linger and tell them about that. Yeah, she's going to do a mentoring program because she gets a lot of requests uh, that will uh, take you. If even if you just, as the show says, curious and you just want to get a handle on what this hypnosis thing is, and maybe not take it too far, but just have an idea. Yeah. That plus take it all the way to all the way to SP if you want advanced yeah. hypnosis. So um, anyway, so that's it. I've got that in, and uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. But I'm going to go right to Kaz Riley now, and I'm just going to ask her to give a little bit of background about herself and also how she came to hypnosis and how she sees hypnosis. Hi. Well, um, thank you for having me first and first and foremost. And um, you can probably tell I'm from the UK. I'm. Uh, uh, not from over there. Um, I am uh, a hypnotist based in the north of England um, and I've been a full-time hypnotist now for 16 years. But I, I came into hypnosis um, after I discovered hypnosis at university and um, I just happened to take myself off uh, to see the university counsellor actually and um, it just it just so happened to be a hypnotist and my life was changed and so was my life path from that very moment. Um, and, um, you know, I've just I've used it everywhere in my life, from the birth of my children, um, I use it at the dentist when I had a tattoo done, you know, just generally, you know, I live and breathe hypnosis. It's my absolute love and passion, as it is for many of us hypnotists. Um, and my area of speciality, which is kind of what brings me to the show today, is uh, sexual freedom hypnosis, which is very much about um, helping people to have the ability to choose to have a consenting and confident, satisfying sex life in the absence of sexual dysfunction, guilt and shame. And, you know, those are the things that often stop people having a really great time and connecting with their partners and, um, and enjoying a very normal and natural part of everybody's adult life, really. So, so that's a little bit about me. <laughs> Great. And, and Greg, a little bit about you too, since you're being my sidekick today. Uh, as a sidekick, uh, Greg Beckett. I'm in Los Angeles, California. been a hypnotist part-time and full-time for about 18 years. Uh, I am also a Simpson Protocol trainer and um, very interested in what Kaz has to say today. <laughs> I get all That's sorts great. of in Los Angeles, so it's a, it's a good thing to always learn. 
So uh, just a slight reminder that, you know, ma- many in our audience though are not hypnotists, but they're definitely sexual beings because we all are, right? So I think this is an, a general appeal to everyone. So I'm just going to let you take charge, Cass, and, and head in the first direction that you would think would be the best. All right. Okay. So I guess, first of all, is, is, is talking about what the underlying basis of sexual freedom and sexual freedom hypnosis is, is this very kind of sex positive um, way of thinking and living in that, um, you know, that we are all sexual beings and it's perfectly okay to be a sexual being and sex isn't a dirty thing and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, it comes in many flavors, shapes and forms um, and it's something that we can all learn to love and enjoy and and also just really how common things like sexual dysfunctions are. I think I was saying before, you know, that uh, up to 30 to 40% of the general population have a problem or an issue with their sex, sexuality or sex life, um, which is a big number, isn't it? You know, so it does apply to everybody. So uh, I don't know if you've seen the chat there. Um, maybe just make sure you keep your volume up and that's good. Both of you. Okay, great. So, Okay. That was part of my job. There we go. <laughs> hey, Kaz, you said something. You have a phrase or you have something that you say about uh, sex and all of us, how we're all here. Could you repeat that that we talked about earlier, that we're all here due to? Yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing, is, you know, for something, sex is so shrouded in so much um, mystery and so much guilt and shame. And yet there isn't a single person on the planet that could be here without it. You know, it's absolutely fundamental to the survival uh, of the human race. In fact, you know, any kind of, any mammalian, you know, species really, that this needs to happen. Um, and, you know, I think people should be able to feel really comfortable and have fun doing it as well. That That's the other thing. It's, you know, the, the <laughs> wonderful thing about being human is that we can experience love and intimacy and sensuality as as part of our everyday lives and you know so many people are missing out on that because of um some of the belief systems that perhaps they've been brought up with or things that have happened to them um you know and that goes for men and women you know it's i certainly see um that issue more with women than i do with men but it, it goes right across you know both sexes and um, but you know feeling that somehow enjoying sex is wrong which is a terrible a terrible state of affairs in you know 2018 really isn't it well, I remember the old term of, well, I had to suffer it, you know. Yeah. In the yeah. old days, they were the suffer it. Well, the phrase here is pretty me. damn good, I think, for me. <laughs> well, the, the phrase here is lie back and think of England. And I'm thinking, no, no. <laughs> you know, we, we want to be, uh, we don't want to be lying back and thinking of England. We want to be, if we want to lie back and think of England, we want to be at least having an amazing time doing it, don't we? You know, and feeling some great things. So, that's very much about um, the work that I do is very much about putting people back in touch with their bodies and putting, it's almost taking away the focus of sex of being about orgasm and penetration. That's the other thing, you know, it's, yes. uh, there's much more to sex than that. And certainly there's much more to great sex than just orgasm and penetration. And yet, you know, that's where everything seems to end up being focused, doesn't it? And, and you know, really the lead up, the journey to that can be absolutely amazing, can't it? So um, if you allow yourself just to let go and have fun with it. A little flirtation goes a long way. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, that's true. That you know, um, if it was just a, a a need, a biological need, there wouldn't be much fun to it. So um, there, you know, there's a lot more to it than just the biological need to um, keep the species going. Absolutely. <laughs> you had mentioned something, Kaz, about um, connecting, right? Do you find a lot of um, issue coming from the internet and that you know, you know what I'm talking about porn and internet people Absolutely. thinking that that's reality and this is one of the uh, biggest reasons for the increase that we're seeing in sexual dysfunction at the moment and also in just people's perception of what normal sex is, which of course. You know the pornography industry is very is very much it's a very male centric um, industry that's that a lot of it is made by men for men, and you know the way that women are portrayed. I mean, are very much a kind of a receptacle quite often to um, you know a sexual act. Really, there's nothing in there very much about love, about intimacy, about a spiritual connection, that very spiritual side of sex, which is desperately important. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of women that are telling me that they've got an orgasmia or their bodies aren't working properly because their bodies don't respond into the way that they've seen, you know, on the internet, because that is now the point of reference, whether we like it or not. We now know that, um, I think it's something like eight out of 10, 14 year olds will have watched pornography on the internet. It's on every device they have available. So we really do need to be talking about this stuff to redress that balance and um, otherwise that's where the uh, the new kind of point of reference of normal will, will, will continue to come from so of course you know people are then trying to act out what they see that's what people do so you know funnily enough it doesn't work you know people aren't having a shattering orgasms it's not completely amazing and um, you know I've got lots of men that are telling me you know that they've got a premature ejaculation they haven't, they just can't do it the way they've seen it in the porn movies, which, you know, and I have to explain to them that this isn't real. And, you know, this isn't real life. This is, you know, a film just in the same way when you see Independence Day on, on television, you know, on, on the TV, when they're showing that movie, we know really that, the, you know, all these things haven't really been blown up. It's just because it seems to be real with the porn that that's causing a lot of the problems. But what it's also doing is... Pornography is um, saturating um, young minds with dopamine. So what what's then happening is um, that um, people are you know it's that novelty. So their novelty they're clicking from one 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 clip to the next clip to the next clip, looking at all these different kinds of pornography. It tends to get more extreme as they do that. They need a bigger hit. And what that's actually doing is creating um, problems and issues with sexual function in the real world because then it means that, uh, you know, sex, masturbation, arousal, orgasm becomes a very alone thing. And the whole interconnection relationships, all those cues, things like eye gazing, all the wonderful things that we do when we make love to somebody, people aren't learning and they're just feeling this kind of dopamine surge and that's when we now know is you know we know that pornography is one of the biggest causes of erectile dysfunction in young men and the only way that it really goes away is by by taking the pornography away and it, it's it's you know it's not as harmless it's it's there it has a purpose it's always been there you know a little bit doesn't do any harm but you know we're not seeing that we're seeing people using this 
for hours on a daily basis and it's causing a lot of damage to a lot of young minds and you know damaging a lot of sex lives because of that that's a long answer wasn't it for (laughs) we've got a couple more minutes so greg you want to add anything to that or and i wow i i'm without words for a second um you know when we talk about pornography and we talk about um all of that is there do you find people coming for some sort of reset as a hypnotist is there a reset that can be done um along with not watching it but that you can give them those senses feelings and things back that it's been kind of overwashed with the dopamine or numbed out by the dopamine because it needs to be increased well both i mean what what i tend to do with those people one is connect them back into their bodies because it's almost like it's they've become quite dissociated so you know, when they're watching pornography and they're masturbating, it's almost kind of over here somewhere. It's also done quite quickly, usually, which isn't, you know, it's about going from A to B as, as fast as possible mm-hmm. because there's a lot of guilt and shame around watching pornography. Um, but the, the, the thing, that we, the two things that I do, one is actually one of the techniques I teach on the Sexual Freedom Hypnosis Program is called Dopamine Reset, which is about resetting the levels within, within the mind and body. Um, and also it's about reconnecting somebody in with the, with the whole body experience of sensuality and sexuality and being able to interact and pick up on those cues from a partner because that's the thing that's missing. It's just a visual thing. Um, and you often hear about, I often get clients coming in saying the only way that they can get aroused with a partner is to imagine they're watching pornography. So in terms of connecting with their partner, they can't possibly be, can they? So it, it's very much about teaching them and getting getting them to feel stuff again. Okay, so we're just coming to a break now, and I'm just going to say, well, see you on the other side, and come back and listen to this great show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at InezSimpson.com forward slash mentoring. 
third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere with Kaz Riley and Greg Beckett and me. And I just want to say that so far is so great. But um, I just wanted to say that from my point of view of what I've seen with my clients is that young girls at the teenage, they're also highly impacted by pornography. And I was just going to get you guys to talk a little bit about that because the guys are totally impacted, but so are the girls. And uh, Definitely. And, and I, I think... Sorry, I'm interrupting you, aren't I? No, no, I was just going to say, maybe make sure you keep your voice up. I was gonna say. Okay, right, I'll lean, I'll lean forward. <laughs> I think, you know, the idea that girls don't watch pornography is a scary one. You know, they have just the same access to the internet and, so, and exactly the same interests in sex as boys do as well. I think that's important, although we're kind of taught that, you know, men are a much more sexual being, that actually isn't the case, you know, um, you know, it's just not true. So, you know, in terms of pornography, in terms of how women are treated and often betrayed in pornography, um, the, the, the negative impact of that is very much that that's how, how girls are often taught, because that, again, is their point of reference of how they should behave and that's how their body should react. And what then happens is we get, you know, girls that are on one hand being told that they can do absolutely anything in life. And then on the other hand, are being told that they should act a particular way sexually. Now, there are women that will that want a need to act that way. That's absolutely fine. You know, within a consenting and um, loving relationship, that's absolutely fine. But, you know, it's when women, girls are coming into the office telling me that there's something wrong with them, that they've got anorgasmia um, because they're unable to orgasm because when they do what they see in the, in the pornography movies, their bodies aren't reacting. And, you know, not surprisingly so, but that is you know, where they're learning about um, or not learning about really sensuality and about how their own bodies work. Um, And also even when you look at how women are portrayed in those movies in terms of things like masturbation as well, you know, women generally don't masturbate the way that uh, it's been portrayed in those movies. And that, again, is something that, you know, we've kind of been taught that, you know, it's that again, women are not understanding how their own bodies work. And, you know, so we were when in the situation where either it's shrouded in, um, in shame and guilt of, of women touching themselves or this complete other way where somehow it's some kind of performance. And, you know, actually what we, again, it's about allowing women to connect in and girls in particular to connect in and learn about how their own bodies work so that then they can communicate that to somebody, um, you know, when they're ready to actually have sex, which is a really important thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
you know, piercing through the whole thing, in my viewpoint, is we're talking about the boys and the girls and stuff and pornography and things, but really it starts with the parents. Definitely. And if we can get the, because it's more than likely it's an adult coming to me, not kids and stuff, not that they're not available or whatever to, that I, we don't see them as hypnotists in general, but if the parents, if they can learn to not have shame and we can be unshameful or open in hearing and whatever it is that they like, that it opens a whole communication line for parents to be able to teach their kids that, hey, you might be watching this, but this is not the average. This is like going to whatever fantasy world you want to go to, like you were talking about the movies or whatever. This is not reality. There's breaks and cuts. And, Martin and, said Mission Impossible. You know, yeah, and splices and all sorts of stuff in this movie. Absolutely. It's not reality. And and that I, I'm sure women do too. Um, there's, uh, But I know men tend to use pornography and masturbation stuff many times as procrastination, stress release, all sorts of things that have nothing to do with sex really mm-hmm. or connection. And then when they go back to trying to have a connection, it's difficult at times, you know, it's for them. And so that's where you're talking about the dopamine and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I mean, there's a fine line, you know, with libido, there is the kind of rule of use it or lose it as well, isn't there, you know? So, you know, we know that the more positive experiences you have with uh, sex and sexuality, the more you're likely to want more of it. That, that's, that's the other thing. So it's, it's about finding that balance. But, you know, in terms of what you're saying about a lot of this starts with the parents or education of children from their parents about it's just an openness, isn't it? And I think, you know, that that's one of the reasons actually that I will actually see some of my clients is that they're actually parents and they, you know, they realize they've got some of their own hangups and ideas about sex that they're now passing on to their children and they don't actually want those ch- their children to have those hang-ups um, or that embarrassment you know so it's that's often the starting point where people come to seek therapy to just be able to move forward with their own kind of uh, mindset about sexuality and sex and and the the idea of using hypnosis compared to talk therapy or anything is because we bypass all that and we get into where it's important to change those things Absolutely. and help people with changing those. I mean, I, I don't know, I told you this story before on the thing is that, you know, I'm having the best sexual time of my life at 65 because I've learned my way through my patterning from my my parents and, you know, sex is dirty, all that stuff. And and you think that, you know, that, you know, the old thinking was when I was a teenager that, wow, when you hit 40 or something, you must be really old and, you know, and, and people don't like to think of their kids having sex, but the kids don't like thinking of their parents having sex and we should all just get over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In yeah. that part. Well, it's social conditioning, isn't it? That's yeah, it's totally. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's going to take a long time, I think, for us to get over that. But, you know, we're definitely going in the right direction. And certainly now, because we know things like hypnosis is so amazing in, the, in this area, because it does allow, it allows us to clear away a lot of these blocks and, um, and also allows us to, um, we can enhance feelings and we can change things around and, you know, we can connect in, you know, that, that mind-body connection that we get with hypnosis anyway is so amazing, isn't it? That, mm-hmm. you know, it all, all aids to move everything in the, in the right direction. And just 
to be talking about it, the fact that we're having this conversation is a really wonderful and amazing thing, isn't it? And, you know, hopefully it will get other people talking about, even if they're just talking to their partner about what they want and what they need. That's half of it, isn't it? It's communication. But a lot of people aren't even confident in talking about sex, with, even with their own partner. Mm-hmm. Of communication, and since that's what we do as hypnotists, what about communication you're talking about in what you want? And there's such a wide variety of what people want. And mm-hmm. how do you find someone that wants to do to you or with you what you would like done to you or to that? You know, you know, there's all these constructs and stuff. And there's a misconception, too, about communication Um in the kink community too, which is actually usually more communicative. So can we kind of go there a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, in terms of, um, in terms of kink, um, you know, I think the whole world could learn a massive, uh, it's a massive positive lessons um, about communication and consent from the, con- from the kink community. Um, in terms of just how they negotiate and they talk about things so openly um, and um, and are able to negotiate what's going to happen, how they want something to happen, what their limits are, what they definitely don't want to happen. And this is all negotiated before anything happens. And Can I just interrupt for two seconds because I'm thinking some of the population won't even know what kink means. Can you sort of uh, just give them a little bit of that? You know, just so they know what that what we're talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, so well, kink is ever evolving. So really, it's anything out of the what people would deem or term, I guess, norm, normal um, sex, if you like, as in between, you know, between two people. And um, what normal is is <laughs> sorry. Is, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. And, you know, we only have to look at how, you know, how much more open we are now than, say, we were 20 or 30 years ago. Sexual norms are evolving and are changing all the time. So I guess it's anything out of, you know, what one person's kinky is another person's normal, yeah. isn't it? Yes, so, I agree. You know, that, that, that's, that, that's the thing. So I guess it's about anything different. So things like... Um, uh, fetishes might seem to be kinky so a fetish would normally be something that um, isn't normally seen as sexual but where um, somebody gets some kind of sexual arousal or needs to have that there to get sexual arousal so a lot of the typical things are like bondage and uh, leather um, all kinds of things but you can have a fetish about just about anything really um, hair brushing someone's hair could be a fetish to someone absolutely yeah so the, the, you know so anything that's not not within what I guess we're, we're taught in sex ed at school really probably could be seen as kinky <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. I like the fact that one person's kinky could be the other person's normal and vice versa. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not about the degree of anything either because, you know, um, somebody doesn't know the difference. Maybe they've only had one partner and then they find themselves divorced or whatever or starting to explore with their partner with consent or whatever and find all these other things that they just never knew existed or even thought of that they're like, oh, <gasps> Oh, where have you been my whole life? <laughs> you know, <laughs> who knows? Absolutely, no. and, and this is it, isn't it? It's about. I think that's the other thing with communication comes 
exploration and you know the evolution within a relationship as well and of course talking about you know dopamine also um, plays a major role in kind of that connection you know we talk about the honeymoon period don't we when the couple are first together and how that can wane down to sometimes absolutely nothing and we know novelty is one of the one of the key factors in keeping that spark alive um, so you know being able to communicate with somebody and to explore um, keeps that alive so you often see couples that communicate tend to have a lot more um, sex and, and great sex and be able to talk about what great sex means to them as a couple um, than say somebody that or a couple that aren't you know just aren't, aren't, aren't having sex anymore which you know and it, as we've already said it's such an important part of being a human being even if it's just our sexuality and our sensual feelings even if we're not with a partner at the time it's still an important part of us isn't it and, and- uh, and besides the sexual feelings of it, the connectedness between couples when you have sex and communicate is it changes and is incredible. And that goes even into what I would call a spiritual realm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is a very spiritual thing, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah. it's such it's such an exchange of energy between two people, yeah. isn't it? You know, and sharing such an intimate space and such a, an intimate experience, um, you know, and, and being able, being open to do that, if you, you know, being shut away and, and closed off, isn't it, you know, isn't going to help that. So if we can teach people to be open with the people they choose to be open with, then, you know, things move forward in the most wonderful way. And that's the key word, isn't it? Choice and choosing. Right. I love those choice, words. Choice and consent, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing I would, I, I, as a hypnotist, would you think that, because I'm just sitting here thinking as I'm hearing all of this, because it's not like my population is always about sex. I have a few and I'm, I'm in LA, whatever. But would you think my thought process is, the number one thing if we did is take away shame, yeah. guilt would then allow so much communication and freedom as hypnotists so, away the guilt and shame. So we're going to come back and address that. So I'm just going to get you repeated when we come back because we're already going to another break. See you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. 
Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. So welcome back, and I'm not going to waste any time. So, Greg, can you sort of lead off from where we left off? Sure. I was saying about as hypnotists and the work that we do, how we can help just taking away guilt and shame, which allows better communication. So working with that with through hypnosis and the client opening up, and that would just open up a lot of their life, not just talking sexually, but in that, since we are talking about sex and kink and all that kind of stuff, how much that would take away the guilt and shame would open their lives to their partner and their variety and their expression. Definitely. I mean, again, as part part of the sexual freedom hypnosis program, guilt and shame are two of the the key things that, that we work with. I think actually the, excuse me, they're probably two of the key things that we work with in hypnosis in general, aren't they? You know, guilt and shame, you know, the fear of what other people might think, um, that something is wrong, something that we've been taught, but especially, especially with sex and sexually related things, you know, um, I mean, the key ones, the ones that we often see, isn't it, sex is dirty and um, you know, sex is wrong. Nice girls and good girls don't have sex. Um, you know, boys should be having sex all the time. You know, these are some of the misconceptions that are put out there. Um, and some people, some people say sex is dirty and they're like, absolutely, I hope so. Yeah, well, there is that as well. That's a slightly different mindset, though. That's a much but, better mindset. <laughs> that's someone's preference. I hope it's sweaty. I hope it's all of these things or whatever, you know. And, and that's fun dirty, isn't it? A bit of dirty sex. There's nothing wrong with that. What we're talking about is the feeling that somehow it's a, it's a, it, it makes you dirty. It, right. There's something wrong with you. Um, it, it, it kind of mars you in some way if that's what you like to do. And, 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 you know, and there are, you know, and we're talking about this within people's own kind of uh, belief systems as well. So somebody is a devout Catholic that doesn't believe in marriage before sex, that's absolutely fine. You know, that, that we're not going to tell them that they, they should do um, but um, what um, you know, what 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 I often find is that then I'll have you know the person that then has got married and still can't have sex and still can't let go because that belief system 
is in there. So it's about it's about helping people to let go of that, isn't it? Because when when we um, when we allow ourselves to be the, the natural sexual beings that we all are, then, you know, so many magical things happen, don't they? In all kinds, whatever kind of sex it is that you like and enjoy, um, it, it's, it's about being able to let go of that. And guilt and shame, you know, it's that, it's that, it's, who is it? Is it, um, it, if you look at Brene Brown's stuff, you know, the power of vulnerability, I mean, nothing more is truer in terms of a sexual encounter, isn't it? We make ourselves very vulnerable. Um, and a lot of it is about letting go of shame and um, allowing ourselves not to feel that and, and to feel, and to feel all the, the amazing stuff that goes with it. I'm blabbering at you, aren't I? No, no. <laughs> no. We're, we're, we're enthralled, enthralled and yes, mystified and in our own minds fantasizing about what experiences. I know I am going how I've let go as I've changed and grown and how satisfying it's been when I find a partner that we match and it's consent and you're just saying, oh, Wow, and I can ask for this, and this has come with time and age, and 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 confidence in myself as a person, and confidence as a sexual being, being able to express and ask, and also saying, no, thanks, I think that's enough, you know, um, it, it, it forever or with that person or in that day or time or moment. And speaking of no, there's people talk about safety words. <laughs> Uh, when it comes, and I want to talk about this for a second because people talk about safety words in kink and stuff. That that's their limit, and typically it's not no, and it's not that's not a safety word. And stop. Yet here we are in this movement of yeah. no and consent and things. So that's a very uh, interesting thing that people have to be very clear in their communication, absolutely, uh, in, in what they're doing and what they're saying, and respectful. Um, in their liberation of themselves with others. You know, I mean, how can we not take two seconds for that because it's such an important thing right now. Um, do you have anything? Uh, uh, abso well, absolutely. I think, you know, within within the kink community, for example, as you say, you know, there, there's, there's, there's the use of things like safe words or often actually a traffic light system, which is the red, amber, green. So there's even oh, a warning. Thank you for that one. Um, you know, the, a warning that's given um, if somebody's getting near their limits. I guess the thing as well within the kink community is, is that people have already disclosed what their hard limits are and their limits that shouldn't be gone near in any circumstances. And not negotiated while they're in the middle of something because Absolutely. of the dopamine and everything. Um, I'm going to throw something out real quick that just popped in my head that a client taught me, mm -hmm. which I thought was really wonderful. You, anybody can go on the internet and find a yes, no, maybe list. A yes, no, maybe list is in one column is all the sexual things that they can possibly think of. And they can add to it because you can print it out and stuff. Then there's a yes, no, maybe column. And two partners go off on their own and fill out yes, no, maybe of what their preferences are. Mm -hmm. And then come together and compare. And it's a way of having answers and then have notes. Why is this a maybe? Why is this a no? And it opens communication to all. The, and you want to make sure if you have some sort of kink or fetish or what you think might be a kink or fetish and you want to do it with the partner, but you're afraid to say, put it on the list. You can blame it on the list. 
right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You've heard of this, have you not, Kaz? I have. I actually use this um, with some of my clients that are, you know, um, are trying to reconnect. So I do work with couples um, that are having issues sexually and often get them to do this. And it's really interesting. Um, you know, some of the find out they actually have things in common sexually that they've never expressed to each other. They've never disclosed it. They've never communicated that. And sometimes, actually, the other thing, the way that I do that is uh, use something called mutual hypnosis. So I'll hypnotize a couple together and get them to talk to each other whilst in hypnosis. So we, we, we take away a lot of the barriers. Um, and they can, you know, it's a way of complementing each other. But I really believe that with hypnosis anyway, we're, we're sharing a kind of a hypnotic space. We're connecting on many, many levels. So it's about that reconnection. And that yes, no, maybe list often comes up in there or a form of that. It's fantastic. And I've, and I've done it with many clients or had them when they're in a new relationship and they're saying, well, I don't know. I say, well, have a fun date at home. You know, with a, a you know, with their partner, and set, you know, have a dinner, and come together with the list, and go over it, and laugh about it, and why would you want to do that? They have such a good time. Absolutely, because it has, it, nothing to, has everything to do with them, but it's still a separation in that they can feel safe that it's about the list. And oh my gosh, that's about you. You like that? You know, all those sorts of things. It's really a lot of fun. And, and they need to do that regularly because that list evolves. As you get to know somebody, as you get, as you just get older, your tastes change, don't they, you know? Yeah. So that's the other thing is that, that you kind of need to keep, or you just get to a point where, you know, you can communicate really well with, with your partner. And, um, and, that, and that feels really good then because you can say, this is what I need. Or, do you know what? I saw this today and maybe we should try it. And actually that's quite an exciting thing to do, isn't it? You know, that little text that gets sent to, to your partner and they're like, that whoa, wow, how amazing. It feels exciting now just thinking about it. <laughs> 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 and that's part of the flirty things and 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 you know it's interesting on some dating websites and things um they have questionnaires for you to fill out about all sorts of things and one of them is says um what do you think about making love and one of the answers it's a specific kind of sex um they'll ask uh about kinks and different things do you want someone that's more um uh, experienced than you um, if they've had X amount of partners let's say they 20 what do you think of them and some people it's really amazing some people say too many not enough and some people say as many as they need to know that they're secure and comfortable in their sexuality that I'd like to have as a partner yeah you know it's it's not about numbers it's not about shame or guilt or any of that stuff it's just about being well but again this is a thing isn't it when we when we look at shame and guilt you know, it, it, it creeps up everywhere, doesn't it? You know, even to how many, how many sexual partners have you had or have you not had? You know, there's, what is the right number? I mean, it, it, it's this crazy idea, isn't it? And what do they consider to be a sexual partner? How far did they go? Like someone might go on two dates for some, with somebody and say, that's an ex-boyfriend. That's their perception. Someone yeah. else say, I never lived with them. We dated for six years. I never lived with them. So they were never really a partner. Everyone has their own perception of what, partners you know meaning sexual partners or anything is and it's like if a ceo had 12 jobs before he became a ceo 
no one's going to say, oh, my God, you had 12 jobs. They're going to be like, congratulations on being a CEO. You know? <laughs> if you're but, but here's the thing. If they just walked in and became the CEO, they'd be like, oh, wow, you've got no experience. How could you possibly do this job? <laughs> I bought the position. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's really trial and error, too. And if you're having shame around trial and error on all sorts of things – I, I, you know, having this conversation, I think everyone has, quote unquote, a kink, a fetish or something that's unexpressed. And it's being comfortable with ourselves that where we come in, oh, I, forget about that, what I'm saying. Kaz, what do you think is the best way as hypnotists or how, you had an interesting story about, or you mentioned earlier about a trigger to help someone orgasm because they couldn't, so to speak. Um, We've only got one minute left, so if you can explain in that minute, that'd be awesome. Or we can continue in the next Okay, so, well, basically a a client that had um, been in, had a physical accident, so he was unable to get, to have an erection anymore. Um, And basically what we did with that was we, I taught his wife how to give him a hypnotic orgasm because he he knows how that felt. So, um, you know, basically they could still do all the wonderful, amazing, sensual things um, and they could still experience that togetherness, but he could still feel that that feeling of climax at, because of his wife, you know, with a simple hypnotic trigger, which is amazing, isn't it? So you gave her so, the trigger for, he has the trigger, but you taught her what the trigger was to, to initiate in him when it's time for them to climax so that he would have sensual awesome. feelings too with that. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go to the break and we'll continue this interesting conversation on the other side. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at InezSimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at SimpsonProtocol.com. Talk soon. You're 
You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and I'm not going to take up too much airtime because we've got so much to talk about. I'm going to go straight back to the conversation we were having. So I think that was you, Kaz, were touch, yeah, the triggers. We were talking about uh, the gentleman that I'd had that had had the uh, physical accident and um, was, was then unable to get an erection, and that was a, f- a physical thing. So we, 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 you know, we connected him back in with those feelings and gave him a hypnotic trigger that his wife's then able to use um, when they when they were having their connecting intimate sexual time. So that's that was great. But there's lots of things. I think sometimes people just think about hypnosis in terms of stop smoking and, and weight loss and all that kind of stuff. And of course mm-hmm. it's so much more than that. And certainly in terms of sexual freedom. So when we're talking about sexual freedom, you know, in terms of that, that ability to choose and I think it's that that choice you know sexual dysfunction takes away so much choice from people it stops them and from even entering into relationships you know a good example of that is uh, a really wonderful lady that I worked with last year that had a condition called vagismus which is basically where when penetration is attempted whether that's with you know with a penis or with a tampon or anything that the vaginal muscles will just clamp down tight shut so absolutely nothing can get in there and she'd actually been married for six years and you know they'd had what she would call their sex and you know she was able to orgasm but wasn't able to be penetrated but you know wasn't entering into after her divorce you know kind of worked through her divorce but still wasn't entering into any new relationships and because I quote I'm not a real woman um, and I can't follow through. It's like being the biggest tease on the world. I just can't actually do what's expected of me. And, you know, all we did with that is I did something called, uh, basically, um, I call it Yoni Directed Hypnosis, which is a technique that we use, which is about putting all that energy back into that feminine space and make it very empowering. And just with hypnosis, just relaxed all, all the vaginal muscles and, you know, I got a phone call two days after we did our session. It was kind of like, wow, I've had sex for the first time in my life, age 32. So, you know, it's stuff like that as well. And um, things like people not being able to orgasm. And a lot of that's about guilt and shame and about holding on. And the fear of being watched or that somebody will know. And that's a lot. <laughs> Let me throw this in. The fear of my dead grandmother watching me. Exactly. Yeah, I get that so often. Um, uh, and also things like, you know, we were talking about bad or past experience. So if you've experienced pain sexually, that's not a pain that you want or like, um, then you get something called the fear tension pain cycle. So the thing that caused you pain, if that was sex, as soon as you get to the point where you're about to have sex, then people will tense up. And of course, if you tense up, you know, the adrenaline kicks in. It's not a good kind of adrenaline. The, the libido goes flying out the window. So, I mean, there's, there's just so much that we can do um, you know, I always say great sex starts in the mind. You know, that, that's where it starts. We, you know, that's where our fantasies are. That's where our thoughts are. That's where we notice the person that we're attracted to. Um, 
And it's then being able to allow our bodies to follow all of that. And if, if we can do that in the absence of guilt and shame, and we can allow ourselves to feel that really wholeheartedly and wonderfully, then whatever kind of sex it is that we like and we enjoy or sensuality, um, you know, it enhances our lives on every level. And we know it makes us happier. It improves our immune system. It, 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 it's, there's just not, there's nothing not to like about it, really, is there? <laughs> No. Anything else you want to add to that, Greg? Uh, we still know that there's no such thing as definition of normal and not normal. I think that's important because, you know, if we, if, if for, so, for someone, a feather in the bed with them is so normal. And someone else says, oh, my God, a feather? <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> you know it, it, it's 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 gets down to communication and and confidence and i i know for me I, hey i'll put it out there is that as i've become more confident and willing and open in my sexuality and my communication um in my life i've become more confident it's yeah. it, it goes hand in hand of moving forward you know in growth it's all encompassing every piece of it. It can't be, this is a pocket that I'm never going to touch again. This is an area, but it's, you know. So anyway, go ahead, Kaz, or <laughs> we got, we're winding no, up. I, Kaz, you want to tie this up now? Because we really only, it goes too fast. Go, I just think, tie it up. I think, you know, if I was, I was speaking to, you know, anybody out there, hypnotist or not, whether, you know, if you're, it, it, it's very much about not worrying about what other people think. I think that's the thing that stops us enjoying our sex lives um, and certainly enjoy stops people from seeking out help when they need help. And to let people know that there are people like us out there that, uh, you know, there's nothing that you can say that's going to shock us. We're not going to run away screaming. We're not going to judge you. You know, we're here to help you and we're here to help you connect back in, first of all, with yourself and then with whomever you choose to. And, you know, it, 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 even this very thing, you know, the, the whole sexual freedom hypnosis thing, you know, that was the thing I had to get over was, you know, I was going to go out there and speak to the world about sex and sexuality what would people think? And, you know, it was my husband that just turned around to me and said, well, they're just going to think, darling, that, you know, we have an amazing sex life. And we do. So, you know, <laughs> kind of what but now is that's, what, that's what we need to do. That it's okay to enjoy all this. You know, it's, in fact, it's how it should be. We should be able to enjoy the, one of the most fundamental things about being a human being, isn't it? I'm going to say this really quickly, very quickly, is that if you go to someone and you're not comfortable Go to someone else and someone else. That's just the universe, God, whatever your belief system is, sending you to the person that's right for you. And yeah. I'll just say uh, one more thing is because we have one minute left in that, you know, with people that come to us, we have all kinds of things that people say to us. And they say, well, they're the first person that didn't judge us. So understand you need to go see someone who you feel won't judge you. And I have to say that the show is over, but I think we may have to do another one in the future because this has been so interesting. And next week, Tony Kiprius from Australia will be joining us. And he's a great hypnotist also. And he's just a wonderful guy. And... Um, I don't even remember, and I can't tell you in all the few seconds I have left what we're going to talk about, but you join us, and you'll find out, right? And thanks for joining us today, and thanks, Kaz, and thanks, thanks Greg, and uh, 
We'll see you again soon. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. Oh,